Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, this is James Kotak of the Scorpions, Kingdom Come, etc., etc., and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. Here's an old classic that sounds just as good today as it did when we were kids.
Hey, it's Mark Striegel. Welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. Before we get into the episode, I want to remind you to support Talking Metal by using our Amazon links. They are on TalkingMetal.com. Just go to the site and then link through to Amazon. Do all your shopping as you normally would, and we get a kickback on that. It helps support what we do. You can also leave us a PayPal donation. Uh, my PayPal is my email. It's StriegelMark at Gmail. And one of the best ways you can support us is by going to our Patreon account, the Patreon account. Yeah, check it out. You can you know, donate a dollar a month, three dollars a month. You can choose what you want to donate. Some people are donating 600 and, or not 600, I wish they were $6.66. Others are doing $10 a month. Um, and we don't have a lot of people on the Patreon uh, account yet because we've just kind of started promoting it. But I think it's a great way. I see that it's working for other shows like Rock and, uh, Rock and Roll Geek Show and Decibel Geek and Star Wars Rebel Force Radio has a lot of success with it. I'd love for it to take off here on Talking Metal. So please, again, consider using our Patreon account to support what we do. And as our co-host on this episode and guest interviewer, Emily Striegel. Emily, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. You're back with a guest that you interviewed not too long ago. And I'm back with a guest that I interviewed not too long ago, about two years ago. But yours was even more recent, probably within the last six months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So tell us who's on today's show. Wendy Dio. Yes. And really, really... (laughs) I really like her a lot, and I'm, I'm, you'll hear in the interview that I'm hopefully going to have the opportunity to maybe help out with some events they're doing on the East Coast next year, potentially. We'll see. Yeah, definitely keep us posted on that. We'd love to get involved, have Talking Metal involved with anything Wendy Dio is planning for an East Coast-style fundraiser for the Cancer Foundation that she works with, which I'm sure we're going to hear all about in this interview. Also, I want to mention we have the great drummer, James Kotek, ex-Scorpions, ex-Kingdom Come. He is on today's show. So without further ado, let's get right into the Wendy Dio interview that Emily conducted just recently. And then we'll come back and we'll check out a brand new interview with James Kotek, one of his first since he has uh, left the Scorpions almost two years ago at this point. So stay tuned for that. Here's Wendy Dio and Emily Striegel with a Talking Metal exclusive. Hello? Hi, Wendy? Yes, hello. Hi, this is Emily Striegel from Talking Metal. How are you? I'm good, and thank you for taking the interview. Absolutely. It's so good to hear your voice again and to have you back on Talking Metal. Uh, last time we spoke, Perfect. Yeah, last time we spoke was in the spring, and you were getting ready for the third annual Ride for Ronnie to raise funds for the Ronnie James Dio Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund. I want to know, how did it go? It went fantastically. It was really great. Um, We obviously, we was actually, uh, we were scared to death because it was uh, supposed to rain that day, but luckily it held off until Lynch Mob, which was the last band and the last song that the rain came down. (laughs) It was uh, was a great day and we had a, a lot of fun, and we raised. I think we raised about um, just under fifty thousand. I think that's amazing. That's great. Yeah, and we gave. We presented twenty five thousand dollar check to uh, Dr. Wong at UCLA, who is doing cancer research with a saliva test, which hopefully will be available in two nineteen. Yeah, we talked about that. That's some amazing um, advancements in cancer screening. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we'll be giving him another 25000 uh, at the bowling event, too. Yes, and that's what I want to talk to you about. So you're getting ready for your kind of fall fundraiser, which is the third annual Bowl for Ronnie event. Tell me all about it. Oh, it's going to be lots and lots of fun. We're going to have, uh, we've got a lot of stars involved. We, well, Eddie Trunk, of course, is always there for us, and he will be heading up his celebrity team, which I think so far has uh, Doug Aldridge and Tom Morello and John Five and a surprise guest. And we're actually auctioning a, uh, a ticket for the person to be on the celebrity bowling team. Oh, that's amazing. So that's so how do yeah, people find out up, about that? Uh, that goes up, I think, in um, on the 25th or 26th. I think that goes up uh, for auction. For auction. Where can people find out how to uh, make a bid on that? Uh, they would, can go to docancerfund.org, and they should be onto the events Great. page, and they should see the auction there. Great. That's exciting. So Tom Morello. Yeah, very exciting. Very exciting. Steve, um Stephen Adler from Guns N' Roses will be there. Um, oh, I have a whole list of of, uh, of guests, and it coming every day. There's more and more uh, celebrities taking part, and it's and it's great. It's a fun, great evening, which uh, brings us to uh, awareness of cancer and to get checked early, and also to raise money for the funds, of course, but have a fun time uh, while they're doing it. And they get awards for uh, they get um, awards for the the first, second, and third teams, and also for an overall score of everyone, and also the horses asked for the last winner. <laughs> That's amazing. So all the different teams, they're all celebrity teams, and like you said, you'll have one um, person who will no, be... No, we, to- uh, we have celebrity teams, and then we also have corporate teams. Oh, okay. And then we have, um, for the uh, overall bowler, so anyone who gets the high score will get uh, uh, an award. Well, that sounds like a blast. And so Tom Morello, he's been busy recently with Prophets of Rage, and he'll be part of the event. And he's one of those people who Ab- seems to be good at everything. But I wonder. Oh, he brings his own bowling ball. Is he? He's very, that very good. Was, that was my question. Is he a good bowler? But I guess he. Yeah, he's a very good bowler. Oh, we also have uh, for uh, for raffle is we have this wonderful customized bowling um, bowling ball and bowling pin. Oh, that's with, amazing. It's got all customized with the uh, with the artwork of the album and that. And we'll have uh, plenty of. Um, of uh, tribute records to be given away and lots of prizes, uh, lots and lots of prizes. So can um, can people go observe and watch, or is it open? Oh to yes, the absolutely. Yeah, so it is spectators. Open to the yes. Okay. Yes, but um, actually, individual bowlers tickets are seventy five dollars, uh, which as mentioned is uh, for one with, and then they get all the pizza they can eat, shoe rental, and bowling, and then the individual uh, spectator is fifty dollars a person, and they uh, get pizza as well. And I assume this is happening in L.A. Yes, it's happening in L.A., but the good news is we're just talking right now with Ronnie's cousin, um, David Rock Feinstein, who lives upstate New York, uh, to open a, a New York um, uh, committee where they will have the events at the same time of the year that we have them in L.A. Oh, are you serious? So we'll have a ride for Ronnie oh! and, and a bowl for Ronnie. That yeah. is so, so exciting. 
Yes, it is. It's very, very exciting. They uh, they did a, a um, on Ronnie's birthday actually. They did a ride for Ronnie, and um, they gave us uh, two thousand dollars that they raised. Wow! And so, will that yeah. start in two thousand eighteen, or does it take longer to get all all everything in place for that? No, we're hoping we're hoping it will start with the ride in May next year. Fantastic. Well, I will be there yeah. for sure if you do one of these. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a definite for me. So, um, you know, speaking of Tom Morello, I'm curious. What did Ronnie think of 90s era alternative metal bands like Rage Against the Machine? I've always wondered that. Oh, he, he loved music of every kind. And there were a lot of bands that he really, really liked. And that was uh, Tom Morello. He was a great fan of. And, um, I mean, like... Uh, Hailstorm, all these, a yeah. lot of different bands he was very, very into, and he was always very knowledgeable on watching new bands, and he had uh, really choices that he really liked, lots of different bands. He said, you know, it's always good to see young new bands coming up and, and doing something good and, you know, and, and carrying on the legacy. Absolutely. And so Tom Morello and all these other celebrities, John Five, that are going to take part, they're not the only people who are actively raising money for this cancer fund, for Ronnie's cancer fund. I saw recently Rob Halford on his Facebook in celebration of his birthday last month was raising money. How cool- Absolutely. He's a fan. And he also auctioned off a, a, a jacket and um, half of the proceeds went to Stand Up and Shout. And actually he was in town for fantasy camp last week and I had the pleasure of having dinner with him and his, his wonderful manager, Jane Andrews. And it was a really lovely evening. That is really cool. So they were close, like all the way back. I mean, they worked on hearing aid together back in what 85 or you know yeah they did a lot of, they did a lot of touring together too um uh, judas priest and dio and also motorhead they did they were all lemmy and ronnie and, and rob were really 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 close friends they were buddies do you remember anything yep. about that recording session about the hearing aid session you were there so do you- oh of course i remember <laughs> lots of <them> <laughs> It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and everyone left their egos at the door. It was just a fun, fun time to raise money for. And in fact, we raised quite a bit of money because when um, there was We Are the World did it, it was before us, and we actually wanted to join that, but we were dirty, nasty, heavy metal people, oh so my we had our own one that we did. <laughs> but what we learned from them was a lot of their money went um, was misused uh, by the government, and so what we did is we. Um, joined together with people and sent them machinery and things like that. And I think we raised about $3 million and we bought machinery with it so they could work. Amazing. And you took yeah. what you learned then and you're using it now with Ronnie's. Because we talked yeah. about this, the fact that you work really hard to get as much money going to you know, these research facilities and whomever you're giving the money to. And that there's right, right. It, it, you have to be knowledgeable and and do that. So you've you've known all about it for a long time now. How to how to get the money right, going to the right, right people? Yeah, That's yeah. Cool. We and we research very well to make sure that it doesn't go into administration costs. We want it to go in right to you know a kid gives us a, a dollar. We want that dollar to be working for them into research and education, which is what we want it for, and not to go into some fat cat's pocket exactly. and pay for their house or pay for something else. I mean, I have fourteen fantastic board members. And um, and three committee members, and we work very very hard. All of us work very very hard, and we have no administration costs whatsoever. We Fantastic. use my house or 
my office or um, to have the meetings. We don't pay for anything out, even, I mean, stamps and stuff, we, we take care of that. Uh, and, and there's no costs at all. And when we do a concert, I have people on my board that, are, um, that own lighting companies, staging companies, trucking companies, um, other managers. I have two lawyers on my um, on my board that do everything gratis. I have uh, an accountant that does it gratis. So we, we are very, very self-made people with this charity. And every penny goes to the, to try to beat this horrible disease that's taken so many lives. What smart woman and smart manager and good people involved, and that, that's really the recipe for a successful, you know, Absolutely. charity. Absolutely. Yeah. So, last time we talked, we spoke about plans for Dio Disciples along with the Dio Hologram, and I've seen some mention of some dates overseas late this year, but I'm wondering can we expect a U.S. tour maybe next year? We hope so. I mean, we want to see how this goes and how people accept it and how they like it. Uh, we are doing a few shows in Europe, and then we are looking at to do some shows in South America and Mexico and South America. Um, and if it goes well and everyone likes it, then we'll continue and do America. Uh, right now, I uh, actually, uh, the Hologram Company is talking to a lot of bands. I can't say, uh, well, I can say one band, which because I think they're already depressed, and that's the Frank Zappa. Wow. And they're going to do hologram with that, which will be amazing because he was so avant-garde. And oh, yeah. Some, I've been talking to Armit, and there's so many amazing things that they've come up with. I don't want to spoil anyone's surprises, <laughs> but uh, they've come up with some great ideas. So cool. And, um, and they've been talking to all kinds, and I can't say who, but they've been talking to at least another seven bands. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I'm glad they're seeing some mm -hmm. success there. And obviously they wouldn't be... You're putting all this time and money into it if they weren't getting at least some positive feedback, which... I, I think, right, right. Well, you know, you know what? we're doing it from love and to keep Ronnie's music and his legend alive. And I just think that the fans that you know, would love to see Ronnie again up on stage with his band that he played with for 17 years, uh, which has never been done before. He's never had a hologram with a live band. And... um and then uh, the people that never got a chance to see Ronnie and would love to see him. So, I, you know, as I said, we, it's the testing. We're the testing ones because we're the first ones to go out to do this, apart from, like, uh, I think Tupac did it, and I mm -hmm. think they did one with uh, somebody else. But um, I don't think they ever did it with a band. And, and right. this is something new. It's new technology, and um, we hope it will be successful. I'm excited about it. There have been um, a lot mm -hmm. of mentions Recently on the internet, I'm always looking for little bits of Dio news, and we've heard about, you know, mentions of unreleased Dio music kind of popping up on the internet recently. How much unreleased Dio material are you aware of? I think there's at least three, maybe five songs. Um, not completed, but um, as long as I have the lyrics and Ronnie singing them, uh, we have the band, of course. So yeah. um, some are half done, some are just uh, uh, ideas and things. Uh, I have to really look. I haven't had really had the time or wanted to go into that part of his life again. But I do have all the computers, and um, it's time. It's been seven and a half years now, so I can actually go in there and look without uh, right without being you know breaking down. Emotional, so, um, emotional, that is, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I, and I am going to finish the book. We've got the book, which hopefully can come out next year. I keep saying that, but I haven't had the time to sit down and, and go over it. He'd written um, his book up to the middle of Rainbow, and so uh, which is good because I know the rest of it because I was there. <laughs> you were there. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's uh, some things we're doing. We want to also do a documentary, which we've talked about, and um, I'm in the process of talking to a lot of different companies about that. Oh, that would be fantastic. All of that. I know I was going to ask you about the book, but I'm a huge fan of documentaries. And, you know, especially if, if you're involved, one of my pet peeves is when I watch a documentary and they can't use any of the original music or they don't have the rights to it. And that would be a beautiful thing. Right. If you did a documentary, it would be done the right way. And Yeah, I want it done the way Ronnie would want it done and not the way, you know, that some people I've talked to uh, want to do like a sex, drugs and rock and roll. Well, that wasn't Ronnie, you know, so I, don't, I am very careful and very protective of his legacy. As you should be, as you should be. So, you know, maybe I know I'm getting way ahead of myself now, but let's say the Dio hologram takes off. Do you ever envision a time in the future, maybe that they would perform one of the new unreleased Dio songs? Do you think we'll ever see that happen? It's a possibility. It's a possibility. That would be Everything insane. is a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> that, Especially that, if you think out the box like I do. <laughs> you are. You're always... You're, I mean, we just appreciate you carrying on his legacy so much because... We, we miss him very much, and, and it's just a delight to see everything you're doing, um, not only with, with his, his charity, but, you know, with his music and the hologram and the book and talking about a documentary now. So we're thrilled. Thank you so much for everything you do. Um, and we're wishing well, thank you... Thank you for your yeah. continued support, because without you, we couldn't do anything. Well, we and wish... that's what Ronnie loved his fans. He loved his he loved his people, and that's what I want to carry on for for him for his legacy because he did love his fans so much and he cared about them so much. He did, I was... as Rob Halford does, and how yeah. as Lemmy did, you know. And there's, there's, that's that's the thing that is very very important. I think that people not forget where they came from and why they were successful. Exactly. Not only their talent and everything, but they have to have the fans there that love it. And and the fan, Ronnie's fans are so supportive. I mean, he's been gone seven and a half years. We still have two and a half million people on our Facebook. Oh, I know. I know. And yesterday, I actually reposted, you guys posted some concert footage from the Beacon in New York City from 2004. <laughs> I was at that mm -hmm. show. I was at that show. <laughs> and I, I reposted it and said, I was there. Who else was there? Mm -hmm. And, of course, it gets yeah. everyone talking and everyone reminiscing. Yeah, of course. And of course. It's just... And it's lovely to have things and reminders of things, you know, that were such happy times. And, and he always enjoyed his shows no matter what. And, and it was like, it was always a, it was, it was a pleasure to, for him to be on stage and to meet people and talk to people. And he was just a very, very special special person shaking every hand every hand I hope yes. I hope you had hand sanitizer backstage for him <laughs> shaking every hand in the house and not thinking anything of it but anyway I I wish you the best of luck uh, for a very successful bowl for Ronnie event what is the best place for people to donate who can't be there uh, it's the docancerfund.org.org if they go on the site they will see where they can donate Wonderful. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you again, Wendy. Please let, keep us updated on um, 
this, you know, New York, ride for Ronnie. I'm, I'm all about it. If you need any help, I will help you. Yeah, I, I'm volunteering absolutely, right absolutely. now. Absolutely, don't <laughs> say that to me because I will use you. <laughs> oh, you. Oh, I'm there. I'm there. I'm absolutely. Perfect. I will, I'll do whatever you need Great. because I'm. I'm a yeah, fan. Rod. Actually, Rod, Ronnie's cousin's coming. He was in the Rods and he was in Elf. I don't know if you know that. But, yes. Um, he was a guitar player in Elf, and uh, he was in a band called the Rods. And uh, he'll be coming out for the bowling. He came out for the ride, and now he's coming out for bowling. And he's a very, very good bowler. I think he came in second <laughs> last year. Are you going to so. bowl? That's my final question. Will Wendy deal bowl? Oh. Oh, he'll be bowling for sure. Yeah, absolutely. No, well, you bowl. I want to know if you're going to oh, bowl. Oh, no, no, no. I, no, I ride on the back of the motorcycle. That's about <laughs> as much as I can do. I can't bowl. I, I would win the horse's ass. <laughs> Wait, who's, whose bike did you ride on? Who was lucky enough uh, to get big, you? Big Scott. Big Scott, who is about six foot five, and he was Ronnie's, uh, he was Ronnie's very, very close friend and our production manager. Oh, that's so fun. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Wendy, Bye. good luck, and I hope we get to speak with you soon. Thanks for coming on Talking Metal. And thank you so much again. Lovely to talk to you. Lovely. Okay, take care. You too. Bye-bye. 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 Bye.
Dio with Sacred Heart here on Talking Metal. Nice work, Emily. Thanks for connecting with Wendy Dio once again on Talking Metal. Yeah, I would love, I hope she comes back, you know, like we'll get a little debrief on how the event went maybe. Yeah, that would be great. And definitely support what Wendy is doing with her fundraising for the, is it the Stand Up and Shout Cancer? What's what's the? Yeah, it's the Ronnie James Dio Stand Up and Shout cancer Cancer fund Fund, right Mm -hmm. definitely support that we'll have links up in today's show notes i'm very excited a great drummer who i've liked for so many years he's done so much great stuff with warrant kingdom come scorpions montrose the uh the kotek band i mean his this guy's been he's played on like 180 some records or something it's just insane i'm not even joking we had him on once before and on that previous episode we really got into his past and and all the great stuff he's done so if you're looking to learn more about james's history go back i think it's like maybe two years ago i want to say episode 550 of talking metal so check out the the 2015 interview with james kotek on talking metal if you google it it'll come right up but right now we want to find out what he's been up to since leaving the Scorpions and hear how he's doing. And uh, also and another thing I used to enjoy with James, Emily used to watch this show with me. Uh, he was on a show called Ex-Wives of Rock. Oh, right. Bobby Brown, my favorite from Star Search from when I was little. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I wanted to be her so bad. <laughs> and of course, Tommy Lee's sister and James Kotek's, I guess, ex-wife, although they were you know, trying to work things out on the show, I don't think... I. Didn't really get into his personal life in this interview. And Athena plays as drums. Far as, what, does she? Play yeah, drums? well, she played drums in the band Kotek with him. Oh, she did. Yeah, I mean, she did a lot of other stuff too as a drummer. But um, James, I, I won't spoil it. But James is going to tell us what's up with Kotek, what's up with Kingdom Come. He's going to kind of lay tell us about the real story behind his exit from from Scorpions. And uh, yeah, this is a great little chat. It's always great to talk with James. I'm glad he he chose to come back here on Talking Metal for one of his, his first interviews, I think possibly his second interview, I don't know, maybe third, since leaving the Scorpions. So on that note, let's first, I tell you what, we're going to come, let's first hit some, some music by James. This is classic Kingdom Come. I mean, you can't go wrong with Kingdom Come. Such a great, great band. This is... Do You Like It by Kingdom Come featuring James Kotek. Yeah. 
James Kotek on the drums right there. Do you like it? First time I saw Kingdom Come was on the Monsters of Rock tour. It was Kingdom Come, Metallica. Uh, I'm trying to think. Kingdom Come, Metallica, Dokken, Scorpions, coincidentally. Before James was with them, I believe Herman was still playing with them at that point. And Van Halen closed that tour. That was great, great set and I remember I was coming in and Kingdom Come had already gone on before I was in my seats and I was literally running through the stadium there to get into uh to get into the the main bowl of the stadium so I could check Kingdom Come out and they were they were great and that was uh that was James and uh wow what a great drummer and also a great guitar player and singer the band Kotek I tell you what we'll get into a little music by Kotek followed by my brand new interview with James Kotek. Here is, by Kotek, Rock and Roll Forever. Another day begins, drag out of bed, take my first shot, feeling half dead, late for work, traffic is bad, boss is a jerk, what a way to start the day! Hey, it's Mark Striegel of the Talking Metal Podcast, and calling back to check in with us once again, James Kotek, the amazing drummer known for Scorpions, of course, Warrant, Kingdom Come, Montrose, Kotek, the, the band that you had for a while. How are you, James? Dude, I'm doing great, and uh, it's a pleasure to be back with you on uh, your podcast. 
and talk to you. It's been a while, Mark. What's yeah, where you been, man? <laughs> well, it's it's been it's been about two years, and at that point, you were still with the Scorpions. You played on a, a great record with them, "Return to Forever," and then the tide kind of changed, and at least for the Scorpions and you, and and it, you were out of the band and I kind of just wanted to talk to you about what went down with that and hear what you've been up to for the last two years so uh, at first it sounded like you were temporarily taking a leave of absence and then later it came out that you wouldn't be returning is there anything you want to comment about your your break from the Scorpions yeah well yeah I mean to be perfectly honest I've been pretty burnt out for the last like four or five years and uh uh, but I'm still grateful and so thankful to be in the Scorpions for 21 years. It's so wonderful, and I love the guys so much. We're still really good friends, and I'll be seeing them here early next month here in L.A. And cool. we're having dinner and you know the usual stuff. And um, uh, no regrets, no anything. You know, um, it's it's probably well known. I've had some uh, problems with some personal problems here and there. And well, the April of 2016, we were in Germany, and unfortunately, Klaus uh, had some problems with his voice, and we had to cancel like the last eight shows in Europe, and um, that left a gap of about two and a half months. At that point, okay. I was kind of struggling a little bit, so I decided to go down to Antigua to Eric Clapton's Crossroads, and uh, I was going to go down there just for a month and kind of check, you know, just kind of, you know, check myself and get a tune up. And um, it's so uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful place. So I went down there and we still had some time. And then I go, you know what? I'm going to stay an extra two weeks. Okay. And then I was going to go back. And um, the guys were like, going, man, take advantage of this, you know? And um, I, so I decided to stay. I ended up staying like 92 days. In the meantime, wow. there were a few gigs. And, um, of course, they had to move on, and I gave them my blessing. They go, we got, well, we're going to get Mickey to fill in for you. I'm like, oh, cool, man, you know. And uh, so I came back, and then there was some time off. And then I came home uh, the, about the end of July, and uh, the next batch of gigs were going to be in South America in September. Okay. And at that point, you know, all, you know, all the gears getting shipped and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, and it was only like about a handful of dates, seven dates. And, um, to swap the gear out, it's like, like really expensive. Like to send Mickey stuff home, get that stuff out there was like, you know, twenty five, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. So I go, you know what? I don't want to be down there anyway. And, uh, and then after that, there was just another six or eight gigs left for the year. So it's kind of like, we were like, going, well, you know, let Mickey finish it out. And I could use the time home and, you know. And I got a tune up and everything was cool. But then we talked, I think it was the end of October or something like that. We were kind of talking and, uh, uh, and we kind of mutually agreed that it just didn't make sense. And, uh, it was actually a relief to tell you the truth. Really? Okay. It, it came to that. Yeah. They called and I thought everything was going to kind of cruise on, but it just worked out that way. And, uh, things happen and, and God, like I said, 21 years with one band is incredible. And the guys are just so wonderful. I love them to death. And, uh, but it is what it is. Life has its twists and turns, and this is one of them. And so I, I devoted the last year to kind of like focusing on James and um, just like really getting healthy, living smart, just right. being else. I was home with my, my, my two sons, 24 and 20. And this is like the first time in over 30 years that I've been home for a solid year. You know, I've missed so many anniversaries and and birthdays. I miss my son's graduation, and you name it. It's it's 
So, but anyway, I'm in a great place now and I'm thrilled to death. And, uh, that's about that. Well, that's awesome to hear. And, and so since you've been down to Eric Clapton's rehab facility, I guess I'd call it the crossroads, the crossroads, things have just been going well with that. And you've been able to, to lead a, a more healthy lifestyle. Yeah, but, you know, like any human, I've had my ups and downs, and I've had my ins and outs and troubles over the last year as well, because it's a nonstop maintenance thing, you know, and, and um, again, I'm not perfect. I've had some tough times over the last year, but for the most part, it's been super mega positive. You know, That's I have awesome. a great support team, and, and a lot of the alumni from from uh, Antigua, and, you know, I have my, my select musician friends who will remain nameless, who uh, have been through a lot of the same stuff that I have. Sure. And, um you know, we talk pretty regularly, and uh, that's always good. And when you say we talk, is that like a sponsorship type of thing, like where you have people? You well, no, I have, a, I have a, I have a sponsor, like an AA sponsor guy. But it's kind of like you just call and say, "Hey, man, how you doing?" You know, blah 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 blah. It's not right. like official, like you know, it's not all heavy. It's just like you just kind of like call and say, "Hey," for five minutes, and it's it's just like you know. It's it's a support. It's, it's I have about a list of people I call like every Saturday or whatever just to t- check in, man. Yeah, totally. You know. Well, it's great to hear, and and I hope you can con- continue down the the path of a of a healthy lifestyle. And I, I you know I wanted to share a story with you, and I swear to you, this is absolutely sure. true. One week ago, uh, actually eight days ago, I went to see the Scorpions in New York City at Madison Square Garden. I live in New Jersey, and my wife and I took the train in, and I had a, a shirt on, a Scorpions t-shirt on, and a guy came up to right. me on the train and just, he said, are you going to the show? And I said, yeah, and we started talking about the band, and he brought up your name, and he said, well, I'm interested to see Mickey and how he does, but I, I, I'm really saddened that that." James isn't in the band. He was such a big part of the band for a long period of time. And he mentioned your, vo- your backing vocals and how important that was wow. in the live setting. And, and it really was, was a guy who, who was uh, bummed that you weren't going to be there. And it was completely unprompted. And, and again, I don't know the guy. He apparently lives in my town. And, uh, but he, wow. uh, yeah, he actually brought up your name and, uh, and was was disappointed you weren't going to be a part of the the performance. So I just want you to know you do have fans out there. That's an absolute one hundred percent true story. Well, Mark, I'm flattered. I'm uh, happy to hear the story. And I'll tell you honestly, uh, thank God for social media because between Facebook and Twitter, I've got so much excellent support of people sending me messages. Excuse me, messages messages just like that, and I'm like going, wow, man. And it, it has really kind of eased the thing over because, you know, when you're with a band that long, it, it is really kind of like a divorce. Right. But ours was a was an amicable divorce. We didn't have lawyers or anything like that. We just kind of worked it out amongst ourselves, you know. And uh, But it, it is really, really flattering. And through, um, I get messages, honestly, every day, lots of them, you know. Cool. And and, um, and it's really, you know, makes me feel good. And, and uh Again, over the last year, I'm like going, what do I want to do? And, um, you know, I've had some offers to go play with a few bands here and there, some, you know, pretty good names and stuff, but I just didn't have the motivation to go out and do it, tell you the truth. And um, so I'm talking to a few people and I got a little bit of this and that going on. And 
I've decided to go make another Kotak album. Oh, very cool. Very cool. And that's... Yeah. That, that, let's remind the listeners about Kotak. I mean, that was a band that I think you originally started. You were inspired by, by Green Day. Is that correct? Yeah. Cheap Trick and Green Day. Cheap Trick beats Green Day on a bad day. And right. uh, it started, I, was, I got really... I don't know. One day I just said, I'm going to play guitar. Good. <laughs> I never got good, but I wrote a ton of songs. And at the time, Athena was like, going, man, you know, I, she, I go, we got to, I got to get somebody to sing. And so she goes, why don't you just sing? I go, yeah, I need a drummer. I go, well, then why don't you play drums? So she played drums and we started playing around LA. And then we put out one, two, we ended up put out four albums and we went to Japan a few times. We went to Europe a few times, played all over uh, the West coast. And we had a blast with it. You know, all, all four albums went nickel or tin. And, but we right. I had a blast, <laughs> and it's a great outlet for my songwriting. And, uh, but now I'm kind of more into a, I'm not so much the punky pop guy. And uh, this batch of songs for the new album is more like, uh, I wanted to call it like maybe Foo Fighters meets Nickelback. Right. Okay. I guess that's cool. Well, that sounds. It's a little bit. It's a little more straight ahead hard rock. Very cool. And would would Athena? I mean, obviously, your your relationship with her has been documented in in, of course, the ex wives of rock show that we saw on TV. But is she going <laughs> to yeah. be part of this record with you? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I have quite a few people. You know what's so great with the technology? You know, I'm here in LA, and I'm partners with a friend of mine at a studio, and. Um, you know, I I put I have I have a friend of mine play guitar. We'll put down the bedrock, which I've picked out. I got like fifteen songs, and you know, I'm, since I mentioned it on social media, uh, that hey man, what do you think? Should I do a new Kotak album? I've had so many musicians from around the world said, yeah man, it's possible. Could I play on it? I'm like going wow. So it could possibly be. I'll have the bedrock, the main, the the basic tracks laid, and then add like. Uh, I mean, I would love to, like Doug Aldrick, for example, right? Sure. And uh, Gus G from, uh, you know, play with Ozzy. He's one of my yes. favorites. Wow. And he always said, "Hey, man, if I could, we could ever play together." And and the, a friend of mine in Germany, and um, so it could be a, a collaboration of all that. And then I'll put a, a real band together, and because uh, I want to tour. But cool. also, you know, I sing and play guitar in this band, but I'm going to play much more drums. Okay. Uh, when I do tour. So, uh, cause everybody, I've had that complaint like, Oh yeah, but we want to see you play drums. So this time around I'm, I'll do 50, 50, you know, kind of David Grohl did that a lot. Right. Sure. So, so you you'd know, obviously have somebody else, somebody else in the band or touring with you that could, could also double on, on drums and guitar. Yeah, exactly. It, right. And that's, that's the thing. I'll have a drummer who can play guitar okay. and that that's kind of a tough order. Uh, but I, you know, I've, I've spent my entire life singing and playing drums and I can do it very well. And, um, also I think the, the drummer from Anthrax does, has a, a band on the side. He sings from back there and yeah. I saw some clips from that. I'm like, Oh, look up, I should do that. And, um, cause I mean, I, I'm, I, I write the songs, I play rhythm and I actually really suck on guitar, but I look really, really cool. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is a big part of it, definitely. It is, it is, man. If you don't look cool, you know, it's, you know, and, uh, and I love singing, man. I love being up front, interacting. And I've got, you know, the four albums of material to draw on. And um, this new stuff is, it's, it's just fun, man. 
Cool. Well, that's so, great to hear. I'm excited to hear this new material. When yeah. when do you think we'd uh, the listeners be getting a taste of this stuff? I mean, you know, I hope to have it wrapped up and done, say, mid-January. Because, um, you know, there's not a whole lot going on in November, December. But, I mean, I've already started with um, my producer friend who I'm partners with at the studio. And we have an engineer guy. And uh, we have a guy who's going to put down the guitar and uh, who I've been writing with off and on for years. And um, so we'll see. You know, I'm just kind of I'm not rushing. I'm just going to see how it, how it develops here. And, uh, you know, but I definitely want to have something out, um, definitely something digital out by, uh, you know, let's say end of February, March, because I want to, I want to go play some shows, man. Right. I'm, I'm really now starting to get antsy, you know, I've, I haven't been off this long, but it took me, I got home last, last July of 2016. I got home end of July and it took me up until like two months ago to really get the fire and really want to do something. And, um, that happens. Sometimes you've got to back away, get away from it completely to really f- feel what you want to do. Right. You know, and I, I've, I've, I've heard other people say that and fans go, yeah, man, we had to go on hiatus. We were just burnt out. And I was like, oh, well, that's not the way we do it in scorpions. <laughs> the scorpions is endless. Um, and those guys, their work ethic is excellent. And, um, uh, you know, so, but I kind of hit that wall that I've always heard these guys talking about. And, uh, but I just started really getting fired up here in the last few months and I got the, my guitar and I'm figuring out my songs that I wrote and, you know. Awesome. Well, we we'll can't see. wait to hear this stuff. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds great. And it would be a lot of fun to, to see Kotek in, in concert. Let me ask you, would you consider doing, uh, songs from your catalog that that may not actually be official kotex songs like would you play a kingdom come song would you play a song by scorpions when you're doing the live show uh, dude absolutely and and we're going to do one of those things like like with scorpions before we go do a, a leg uh we put a thing up say hey vote, you know send in your top 20 favorite scorpion songs and from those top 20 we would kind of create the set list Right. And, you know, you got a lot of people wanting the stuff from the 70s. And the, and that's how the set list comes about these days. And a lot of bands do that. So I would do that as well. But also, of course, man, I, you, I, there's so many great songs over the years. Um, you know, there's a way to incorporate it all. But, you know, if you're opening, which on a festival or any kind of tour, you know, you only have so much time. And uh, But I'm a, a big believer in making shortened versions of songs so you can, cr- I'd rather have... 15 songs in a 45 minute set than 10 songs, you know, I'd yeah, just sure. cram them in there, man. and get as much, you know, you know, and uh, we'll see. And there, also, I just want to mention this. There still is uh, uh, next year is the 30th anniversary of, of the release of the first, the debut kingdom come album. Oh, I'm love still that hoping love there's that. To be a reunion of the original five. We're all in, we've been talking for years, but my stupid schedule never allowed it. You know, we did our farewell tour. 2012 was it. And the following, we, we all met together in, in here in LA, we rehearsed and, um, and then class calls goes, Hey James, uh, you know, we decided to continue on. I'm like, Oh, what? I was thrilled. I mean, you know, I got three, three and a half bonus years. Yeah. And I, I love Scorpions. Uh, sure. You know, I love the guys, but I'd already had all this stuff set up at kingdom come. We, we were actually booking shows and, ah, uh, 
such as the music biz. Yeah. So, so everyone in who was an original member of Kingdom Come seems interested in potentially doing some some dates and a reunion. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Lenny flew over from Germany about it was, it was like three years ago now, and uh, you know we got together and rehearsed and we had dinner and we talked and we planned and we this. So, but now it's you know time is ticking. And uh, if we're going to do it, I want to do it, do it here next year sometime. Uh, and that could just be like, go out and play 20 shows right, and see sure. how it goes, you know. And because, um, you know, it's too, all about touring, touring, touring now, you know. And, um, and then after that, maybe if it's a possibility to do an album, yes, maybe. And uh, we'll see. I could see Kingdom so Come being a big draw on like the festival circuit too, just, you know, because there hasn't been any Kingdom Come for a while. Exactly, because a lot of a lot of bands just just kept going and kept going and kept going uh, from that time period, and we never have we've never um, done anything like that. So it's to be talked about and to be decided. And uh, yeah. you know, I guess I'll have to give Lenny another call. <laughs> I'd lo- I'd love to see Kingdom come like on M three with the you know the classic lineup, and that would be Heck amazing. Yeah. yeah, I'd love that. But it has to be the original classic lineup, like you said, because otherwise I don't want to do it, you know. Very good. Cool. Well, fingers crossed for that, definitely. Well, mm-hmm. James, it's been great catching up with you. I'm so happy to hear that you're doing well and you have a lot of music on deck. Uh, where Where's the best place that the Talking Metal listeners can get in touch with you online? Is it Facebook? Uh, you know, of course, uh, Facebook is James Kotek, my uh personal page and then james kotak the fan page they're, they're connected and then twitter i'm at j kotak it's k-o-t-t-a-k is twitter uh i'm on linkedin under okay, james cool. kotak i think and then of course my website which is kind of being revamped right now but it, it is up is of course james kotak.com and uh i wanted to say whoever out there has ever sent me a message if you're listening thank you so much for the support it means so much and it boosts my confidence because, you know, like I said, going through a breakup with a band is, is it's heavy, man. Right. You know, and sure. even though it was amicable and we, I left on really good terms and we kind of like shook, shook hands and well, conference call, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it, it's, I love those guys and, uh, we're, I'm, I'm thrilled and thankful to death that. I had the opportunity to be the drummer for the Scorpions for 21 years. Yeah, probably longer than any other drummer, really. I mean, there's been, I'm trying to think. Uh, (laughs) Well, Herman was in the band 17 years. Okay. So I got him beat by four. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's just wonderful. Awesome. So and Mark, I can't thank you so much for your time, and uh, I look forward to talking to you soon because I'm I, I might have another announcement uh, okay. within the month about something really cool about my that Kotak the album and things like that. So I'll have to get back to you. Yeah, please. Anytime we're here for you, come back in a month or two months, whenever you want. Um, sure, I'll, man. You have my cell number. I'll make sure you have my cell number. You can text me or sure. drop me an email, and we'll get you back. We'd love an update. Mark, thank you so much for your time and have an excellent day. Love is the glue that holds us together. Faith and believing is the key to store up forever. Now, baby, you and I, where every reason i
heard Mark's interview with James and coming out of that we went right into Scorpions We Built This House. Yes and that's a song that they played when we just saw them sadly without James at Madison Square Garden. God that was so fun. It was a good show. Seriously I had so much fun at that show. Yeah so Scorpions are still out there rocking. James Kotek is still out there rocking, and it sounds like they, as James explained, are on real good terms. He's said he's going to have dinner with them when they come into town in in Los Angeles. So I, I'm glad to hear that because I wasn't sure how how they'd left it, and uh, I'm excited to see Kotek because if, in that interview, I don't know if he's revealed this elsewhere yet, but he's going to get Kotek back out in the road. And you're going to get to hear him play songs by Kotek. But then potentially what he's going to do is when he's touring with Kotek, he's going to play songs from all the bands that he's played with. So you'll probably get some Scorpions, Scorpions in there, Kingdom, Kingdom Come. Come, who knows, nice. maybe even a Warren That's song. Fun. Yeah, I mean, Montrose. I mean, what what an amazing career this guy has had. And it's always great to talk with him. So James, thanks again for checking in with us on Talking Metal. That's going to do it. Guys, remember we have the Patreon account rolling so please join us there and make a donation and be very helpful for what we do here and you can also leave us a great review on itunes that's also very helpful and i gotta tell you i'm so glad the rock and pod coverage is over thanks for bearing with me through all that uh, I definitely went a little overboard having recorded probably, I think, I, sa- I was saying 12 episodes. It was actually 13 when you add in the Rock and Roll Geek Show and 
Uh, I was on Joey Haney's podcast, which apparently didn't tape. So, uh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, but I'm still. They had included. technical difficulties with me too. Oh, did they? Yes. I can't remember. Maybe he said some of it taped, but not all of it. Or, <laughs> but man, but, how fun was that? That, that was a blast. That was a lot. I can't wait. I for just next recorded year. way too many episodes because it took me like a month to get through them. And uh, again, thanks to you guys, the listeners, for your patience. I hope you enjoyed them. And we are now back into regular talking metal programming. We're going to hit you up with some bonus episodes, some extra episodes coming up real soon. Big thanks to James Kotek. Big, big thanks to Wendy Dio. Uh, thanks to Adrenaline PR for hooking up the Wendy Dio interview. Yes. Thanks to Mitch LaFon for ho- hooking up the James Kotek interview. And that's going to do it. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, guys. <laughs>